0: It no longer matters who's crazy and who's not. The world is on fire, and no one is going to put it out for us. No matter your base, religion, or creed, we are all in this together. Yeah, they can't hear me. Remember, your participation is the lifeblood of social media. And right now, the content creators you love are under siege and need your help. Please like, share, subscribe, and if possible, click the donation button in the episode
1: description. Audience, if you can hear me, say banana.
0: Now, strap yourselves in, Put away your disbelief and get ready to reload your Friday nights. Uh-huh. Please welcome your host, Mr. Can't Bradley Powers.
1: Like can't hear me. All right, you're live.
2: Hi there everybody. My name is Bradley Powers and I'd like to welcome you to Bradley Powers Esoteric Hours with my co-host, the Lioness. <laughs> <laughs> no, um,
1: Friday
2: Friday Shind- oh god. I'll <laughs> up.
0: Cut, cut. <laughs> that's
2: okay, that's okay. Yeah. Hello, Leah. My name is Bradley Powers, and I'd like to welcome you to Bradley Powers Reloaded. This is a new <laughs> show, and uh, get used to my co host Shannon Lightwing is in the house. Get used to her. Hey, everyone. Hi there, Shannon. <sighs> oh. Right. This is Shannon Lightwing, and we shall be discussing crop circles uh how did they manifest where did they come from who's responsible for them shannon lightwing has been researching this subject and she knows the answers uh so here we go over to shannon lightwing
0: (laughs) hi everybody well um for anyone who may not be familiar with crop circles as you know more than just in general uh what they are in a nutshell it's uh It's a pattern created by flattening a crop or some other kind of vegetation in a field. Now, these agroglyphs um, are usually, it's usually made in a grain or cereal crop. And that's why sometimes uh, researchers are sometimes called seriologists. Um, But crop circles have also been found in wild meadows, bogs, ice, sand, and other non-arable locations. Technically, the, uh, the stone glyphs that you find etched in, like uh, the NAzca lines technically could count in this category of agri-glyphs, But right now we're focusing on the crop circles, the, uh, the ones that destroy farmers' crops. <laughs> um, they seem to be kind of a, a recent phenomenon, but if you research it, if you go back, there's been uh, sporadic reports throughout history of mysterious patterns you know showing up in, in plants. Um, The earliest known mention of a crop circle that I was able to find anyway, it dates back to the 1500s. It's a 17th century English woodcut pamphlet that shows a drawing of a kind of a demonic type creature making what looks like a crop circle in a field. Um, The pamphlet goes on to tell about a uh, Hertfordshire farmer who as legend has it, refused to pay a laborer to mow his field. He swore that he would rather the devil mowed it himself than pay the laborer what he said he was gonna pay him. This farmer woke the next morning to find it mowed as, quote, no mortal man was able to do. Now, uh, so a lot of seriologists don't think this actually counts a crop circle because crop circles, they, uh, the crops are not mowed, they're bent, they're not even broken, you know? Um, Another report also from a uh, amateur scientist in 1880 described how a recent storm had created uh, circular patches of flattened crops within a field. And he said that it was suggestive of some cyclonic wind action. Um, The first photograph of a crop circle was taken in 1932 near uh, Chichester, Chichester, Bradley I pronounce that right, Chichester?
2: Uh, so I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay, sorry. Uh,
0: in uh, West Sussex. And there's been many, many others, many other crop circles following in the 80 years since then. Um, so, but despite this, uh, despite the fact this has been happening, uh, apparently, for quite some time, the whole phenomenon of crop circles didn't really catch on as part of popular culture until the 1970s when mysterious circles began getting uh began being reported in fields in southern england now in 1991 a couple of men came forward and uh confessed to making hundreds of crop circles with boards and ropes since the, ne- the late 1970s um but by the time those two came forward crop circles are showing up in the thousands not just in europe but all over the world so Whatever the cause of these uh, agroglyphs might be, it's also very clear that they've gotten bigger and a lot more complex than they were a few decades ago when they first started getting popular. Uh, uh, again, like I said, these, these have shown up all over the world, um, but a disproportionately large number of them appear regularly in and around an area known as the Wessex Triangle in the UK. The cardinal points <laughs> of this triangle um, are Winchester, Warminster, and Silbury Hill. And that triangular region is also home to two of the largest stone circles uh, in, in the world, Aberbury and Stonehenge. So there's there's a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole lot of paranormal already attached to this region. And then the crop circles are just adding to that. Um, this month, or just in the past month, not here in August, but including July as well, several crop circles have appeared in Wiltshire, Hampshire, and Somerset. So it's it's a pretty busy area for crop circles. Um, and now granted most crop circles, and this is even stereologists will agree, most crop circles maybe about 80% or more are made by humans, but the ones that uh, we're kind of focusing on aren't the ones that are man-made. They're the ones that don't really have an explanation. Even uh. are uh, that is that's a little difficult. I've never personally, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, So as far as what, uh, what crop circles mean for witches, you know, speaking as a witch, I have to confess, I have not personally witnessed a crop circle or formation or anything like that. I would dearly love to. I would dearly, dearly love to, especially if it's one of the the weird ones where, uh, you know, witnesses saw, like orbs of light over that area. And then suddenly, boom, crop circle. I would love to go into that area and just feel what it's like. Um, unfortunately, most crop circles, they're formed overnight and they don't have witnesses. And um, and until the 1990s, these, uh, these formations, they usually consisted of circles and rings, mostly. The First, One of the first formations um, that also had straight lines and appeared to be a complex intelligent design is the uh, Barbary Castle Crop Circle Formation of 1991. Um, a geometrical analysis of that shows that there are, uh, the, the numerical study of the lengths and the angles and the arcs within that design uh, has suggested connections to the Great Pyramids, formations on Mars, the zodiac, and the tribes of Israel, musical notes, and alchemy. There are uh, there are a lot of possible connections as to what these glyphs could be referring to. Now, while most scientists tend to scoff at the idea that crop circles are not hoaxes or otherwise entirely man-made. A lot of paranormal advocates think that they're created by methods like bizarre meteorological phenomena, um, extraterrestrial beings or energy forces like magnetic fields or convergence play lines. I I read one really, really imaginative explanation for crop circles that said, uh, wallabies had eaten opium poppies, gotten high and then run around in circles. And I'm sure there are, there are many, many crop circles that are hoaxes or elaborate pranks, even, even ones that are deemed authentic by seriologists. But they still raise a lot more questions than answers whenever they are investigated. Despite the fact that many hoaxers have come forward to confess and even demonstrate how they form the crop circles, a lot of research, uh, some researchers refuse to believe that humans could make these highly geometric patterns in the amount of time allotted without causing, you know, damage to the crops. So the general consensus among serologists seems to be that hoax circles are of lesser quality and complexity than an authentic one. Um, even uh, MIT engineers and scientists have been unable to replicate really intricate designs or uh, some of the other unexplained phenomenon around and within crop circles, which leads some people to think that these so-called hoaxers are just kind of seeking attention. Um, I found a few videos available on the internet. You can, you can Google these, but uh, videos of crop circles being formed without any apparent cause, which And when it comes to these videos, seriologists themselves are kind of divided as to whether they're elaborate stunts or genuine proof of the paranormal. When evaluating a uh, supposed crop circle, seriologists will look for certain details, um, like unexplainable changes to the plants, stems that are bent at a 90-degree angle instead of broken. intricate weaving of the stems, uh, the presence of electromagnetic or other energetic phenomenon. They also pay attention to witness testimony, uh, strange lights, sounds, uh, temperature changes, and uh, weather conditions are also taken into account, as well as whether or not the design in question and any accompanying phenomenon can be accurately duplicated by humans. So... It's a, all in all, the whole subject of crop circles is basically, right now it is a giant question mark and we're still trying to figure out what color the question mark is, let alone what it represents. More fun theories. Well, I gotta tell you that the, high wallabies was actually my favorite theory, <laughs> but there are, yeah, mostly though, uh, most of the theories, uh, are that they are hoaxes or, um, in some cases, and I, and I don't know if, uh, some of the, some our audience members may be familiar with some recent, uh, quote, crop circles that are actually pictures drawn by people in, in the fields.
2: Go ahead, babe. Yeah. Right. Hello. Hello Shannon, oh, okay. I'm
0: going to interrupt hey here, okay, Shannon,
2: can thing. I interrupt? absolutely, your show. <laughs> right, uh, hello everybody, my name is Bradley Powers and I'd like to welcome you to Bradley Powers Reloaded, this is a brand new show and I have my co-host, who you should get used to appearing on Bradley Powers Reloaded, my co-host <laughs> is Shannon Lightweek. Hello Brilliant.
0: everyone.
2: <laughs> welcome to Shannon Lightweek. Today we shall be discussing crop circles. Okay, mm-hmm. we are in. Welcome to all the parties in the watch parties, and we shall be discussing crop circles. Over to you, <laughs> Jen. Okay.
0: okay. Well, we were just uh, we were just uh, going into some of the more fun theories as to what uh, what causes crop circles. Um, there have been some interesting agroglyph art or landscape art, as it's starting to be called. Uh, oh man, I saw a. Uh, I saw a pretty accurate representation of a coronavirus on, uh, on in one play field. Another one of an alien smoking a bong. That one was fun. <laughs> uh, honestly, I like Shiloh's theory that it's uh, it could be Cass dragging his ass in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, Shiloh.
2: <laughs> what? Oh. Hi, Shiloh. <laughs> Christopher Gibbons says he has decoded translated and decoded many of the crop circles
0: oh awesome yes we're we're also uh, going to be going into the uh the geometry and the mathematics um in uh, in the crop circles christopher so uh we would absolutely love to hear more about what you've discovered
2: christopher says is your favorite color purple shannon
0: actually yes it is
2: <laughs> and uh, i'd like to say hi to katie's skulls hi there uh, okay. Over to you, over to, hi there Jim Andre, Jim Andre's in the house, Valerie Whelan, Daryl James, Orgy Jimenez, Mark Anthony David, we have Jason Wayne Pritchard, we have quite a few faces in the house, uh, Joe Melillo says crop circles are awesome, thank you for they, that. They
0: are, they are pretty amazing, even if they are even if they are done by, by humans, I gotta admit the, the designs and the complexity are really, really amazing. Um, it's a shame though that uh, except for uh, farmers getting like maybe some, uh, some money from tourists that come by to see the circles, they're actually losing out on money because these crop circles do destroy part of their livelihood. So that much, that, that is kind of the downside of the whole crop circle thing. Um, so as we were, as I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, crop circles started off being very, very simple, just circles and rings. Um, the, uh, the White Parish crop circle in 19, 1987, sorry, it's a simple agroglyph. It's a circle within a ring with a short line extending from the ring. But, but so, mathematicians have performed a really? geometric analysis of the figure. And they found with uh, angles and arcs and all that, it illustrates harmonic ratios like those you would find in music. And it also incorporates elements of a Sri Yantra, which has been known as the mandala of creation since Vedic times. One of the meanings of the Sri Yantra is that it shows a path through the chakras from outward inward. In beta culture, yantras are referred to as engines or machines because they're supposed to set something in motion and create something new. So, the fact that many of these crop circles have uh, have been analyzed, uh, you know, there there's been basically encoded geometry in many of these crop circles. For every one that has some kind of meaning or message or whatever in it it's seeming less and less likely that this is just a result of some kind of random phenomena or just pranksters. I mean, it's possible that they're all being done by people, but in that case, then over the last several decades, we've had literally thousands of people that go out into fields late at night working with cumbersome instruments in the dark in an imprecise medium trying to make these precise designs that show a much better understanding of geometry than most people ever achieve. I really don't want to calculate the odds on that because I wasn't terribly good at statistics either. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Daisy, okay, Daisy has a good point even though humans created the hoaxes doesn't mean that it's not divine intervention it's possible right now we're we're kind of talking about uh a little bit of the possibility of these circles um and the main thing that we're diving into and that's going to be the probably the bulk of the show is the uh it's the math the mathematics of it you know how uh, geometry might be the key to understanding the messages in the circles so, one of the other uh, examples I had here was the uh, the Winterborne, oh, the uh, Bassett crop circle in 1997. It contains triangles and circles that, you know, with geometric analysis, form hexagons, the Star of David, and many other elements of sacred geometry. So it's it really is difficult to imagine how these images can appear with such precise ratios of length angle and arc without some form of intelligence designing them now whether that's terrestrial extraterrestrial or divine intelligence i'm not sure and i don't think anyone really has that answer for certain but it definitely is worth looking into yeah Um, okay. Uh, Uh, what you guys still can you guys still see us live? It's uh,
2: it says for me, thank you for choosing. So this meeting is no longer has a time limit. This ah. meeting no longer has a time limit. Okay,
0: okay, 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 yeah, I fixed that. Okay, (sighs) okay. So I did just mention elements of sacred geometry. So to go into that a little bit before bringing it back to the crop circles. uh, Sacred geometry attributes symbolic and divine meanings to geometric shapes and proportions. It can be found in the construction and architecture of religious structures, religious art, and patterns found in nature. Honeybees form hexagonal cells to hold honey chambered nautilus is a logarithmic spiral that accommodates growth without changing its shape. Many people are familiar with what's called the golden ratio in geometry. And about as simply as I can phrase it, is that the ratio between two quantities is equal to the ratio of their sum to the larger of the two quantities. And this golden ratio, it's an expression of the harmony in a relationship. Uh, between shades of colors, sizes of objects, frequencies of sound. It's how we can understand such staggeringly broad concepts like balance. This simple ratio has been pondered by mystics, mathematicians, scientists, philosophers, artists, musicians, historians, architects, and even psychologists throughout time, which makes it quite possibly the most influential number or number relationship in all of mathematics. Uh, actually there okay the difference between the golden ratio and the fibonacci is that the golden ratio it's related to it oh i'm sorry the uh, golden ratio is related to the fibonacci um they're not interchangeable though uh the fibonacci is one of the people one of the great minds in history that that studied this ratio and its applications um along with Pythagoras, Euclid, uh, Johannes Kepler, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Le Corbusier, Claude Debussy, and Salvador Dalí. Um, in fact, our study of this ratio has given rise to much of our current scientific understanding. And if I can just, uh, I can just do a quick sidebar. Just one. Th- there's many, many examples of how uh, how this. Ratio has influenced matters, but I'm just going to give you as one tiny example in the field of technology. The study of the golden ratio led to the study of non-periodic tiling. Now, there's a kind of process in science, the protocol to follow if you want to make sure something is fact. The first challenge is, oh, great theory, but it's just on paper, i.e., it's a pretty theory, but it's just an idea. In other words, it's a great mathematical model, but just a model. So we went looking for it. First, we need to develop the technology to perceive aperiodic tiling, such as Penrose tiling, in the physical world, no matter how invisibly small it might manifest. Today, we have electron microscopes, which let us actually see item, uh, items, atoms, <laughs> although to my knowledge, we don't yet have the capability to see subatomic particles. Mm. So uh, humans did that. Humans thought of what was possible, and then they went out to see if it could be possible. That's what we do. All right, following that, then come the lab experiments. That's where we see if the paper theory can be a living or real theory. Does it work in a logistical or practical sense rather than a theoretical one? And yes, aperiodic tiling in the atomic arrangements and elements was discovered in the lab with the technology we developed before knowing there was something to see. We invented electron diffraction and discovered quasicrystals at that point, though, then you come to challenge number two. Oh, nice work, but it's artificial lab work. That kind of thing doesn't happen naturally, i.e., does this kind of thing exist without humans forcing or constructing it? Aperiodic tiling is the mathematical model we use for quasi crystals, but do they happen naturally? Does aperiodic tiling occur without human tinkering? Okay, so we went looking. And we found aperiodic tiling in physical materials. Quasicrystals are structures that are ordered but not periodic. They lack translational symmetry, which is a concept in geometry that I think could very well form the basis for the eventual eventual development of teleportation. So quasicrystals do exist, not just as a paper theory, but until recently, they were all artificially constructed in labs. So the question is, can they be found in the field?
1: You know. Don't you guys start talking about teleportation without me.
2: <laughs> and, uh, anyway, I'd like to after- say,
1: mm-hmm.
2: sorry, I'd like to say hello, everybody. Welcome to the Watch Parties. My name is Bradley Powers. This is Bradley Powers Reloaded. And this is my co-host, Shannon Lightwing, is in the house. Hello, everyone. And we are discussing crop circles, and Shannon Lightwing has researched crop circles thoroughly. So, mm-hmm. please, ask her any questions that you wish.
0: Okay. Um, sorry, I have to re- rewind back a little bit. Uh, okay, quasi-crystals. Yeah. Uh, so, quasicrystals, they do exist, not just as a paper theory. So, after a 10-year search, and I'm going to repeat that. Because it's ten years of looking for something that may not exist—that takes a lot of a, a lot of stubbornness. Um, but after a ten-year search, icosahedrite, the first known naturally occurring quasi-crystal, was found. Bradley, would you like to guess the source where we oh, found cool. icosahedrite? It was found from a meteorite that landed. Four and a half billion years ago in Russia. So now we, humanity, we know that this concept of quasicrystals, this ultimate descendant of the golden ratio, doesn't just exist artificially here on Earth, but out there in space as well. This makes the golden ratio and our understanding of harmonic balance a possible basis for communicating ideas between minds or consciousnesses that have literally no other way to understand each other, no other common ground. You know, how, how do you explain brightness to someone who was born blind or music to somebody who was born deaf? It's, granted, harmonic ratios and, and mathematical concepts, it's very, very basic. It's a little like using pictures, No, no, not even that complex. It's a little like using colors to begin how to explain something, how to perform like microscopic neurosurgery. Communication starts somewhere elemental, somewhere beyond just basic. It starts someplace primal. Humanity may have started with just odd grunts for language, but now we have massively more complex and complicated ways to relate our thoughts to other people. That every one of those complexities of language is derived from our first understandings of those initial grunts. Now, this rambling actually brings the topic back to the crop circles. If, as some seriologists believe, mathematical proportions of geometric shapes and agroglyphs are messages, then they're being written in a code that is based on something utterly primal to our existence. Just one shared understanding, just one, is all we need. It's enough to begin an exchange of knowledge across that bridge. The more we understand, the more we will be able to understand. It's entirely possible, in fact, that in 100 years' time, crop circles will be regarded like uh, cave paintings or picture books. So yes. it's, it's a very, very fascinating topic.
2: Uh, Gene Holmby says, Are you saying you think that every crop circle is man-made?
0: No, I don't think everyone is man-made. Um, there are many that are man-made, yes. Um, and uh, seriologists, I think a generous uh, estimate by seriologists that 80% of uh, crop circles are either hoaxes or otherwise man-made.
2: Um, 80%, I agree with that as well, actually.
0: Yeah, in fact, there was uh, a, a very lovely example of an agroglyph is... Uh, Bill Witherspoon's etching of a uh, Sri Yantra in an Oregon lake bed in 1990. It's an absolutely gorgeous design. It's a quarter mile across and it took uh, a team of them with survey stakes, miles and miles of rope and tape, um, but they did it. and But then they were able to show how they were able to do it. So that's definitely an example of something done by humans. There are would, other go ahead.
2: I would say uh, it, my humble opinion is uh I reckon like 10% are actually uh extraterrestrials. Yeah. And I would say the other 10% are man-made from uh, satellites.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
2: I can see that. Yeah, 80% across uh are man-made, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think anytime you find a crop circle that has uh some unexplained phenomena about it, like uh for example, uh, one of the things in a, in a crop circle is that the stems of the uh, of the plants, they're not yes. just bent, okay, rather than broken, but they're bent um, in such a way that suggests like a for lack of a better term, like a targeted uh, microwave.
2: Yes, heated I it from the so.
0: inside out.
2: Aren't they twisted as well?
0: Uh, Not that I've seen. I have seen that uh, uh, stems were woven together, um, twisted. I don't specifically remember that one, but heated and bulging out and bent are are like three of the big ones or two of the big ones.
2: A theory Uh, I also heard is that crop circles are actually there to uh, balance the rotation of the planets. Uh, which if crop circles didn't exist, the the earth would rotate like a wobbly tire, which apparently does anyway, but it would be a lot worse if it wasn't for crop circles.
0: Or it could be that those crop circles are why we're wobbling in the first place. (laughs) No. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I I think you're, I think you're right. The wobble would probably still be there. Um, Yes.
2: And uh, I would actually put that down to the greys because they do actually care about the planet. They're not too worried right. about us. Mm. Uh, not, well,
0: magical theory and crop circles.
2: Uh, I would the say- designs, The designs- Are sigils, some yeah. of them. And well, are magical.
0: Well, I think yeah, I think they definitely are messages, and the uh, the elements used in these circles in these designs um, just by by themselves are you know are very, very powerful symbols. Um, as I said before, we find geometric forms everywhere in nature. Um, it's a sensible, logical, and predictable way for forces and material to move and evolve in stable iterations. That's why great masters in art throughout history and all over the world have been motivated by their spiritual beliefs and disciplines to incorporate these harmonies into their artwork that aids yeah. their viewers to raise their own spiritual understanding. You know, The oldest and greatest minds that anyone can name anywhere in history, they recognize the harmonic proportions of the golden ratio and how profoundly it resonates in our reality. It's possible that the reason why artistic expressions which utilize this proportion can help elevate us spiritually is because with this ratio, we've gained incredible understanding of this reality and what is enlightenment, if not understanding.
2: Yes, that's right. And, uh, yeah, magic, a uh, like, like, bit like words of power as well, a eh? crop circle can be. Mm-hmm. Yes. It makes you wonder that the hoaxers, if you like to call them that, mm-hmm. where they get the inspiration from. Uh,
0: I I wonder too. I really do. Uh, some of them, some of the crop circles, uh, especially some of the comical ones, like the the alien smoking the bomb, I can kind of imagine where that came from. Uh, maybe maybe the the hoaxers yes. are smoking at the same time. <laughs>
2: That's a message in itself. The alien smoking a bomb, as if an alien would actually leave that there for us.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think they would, um, but maybe. Do you that... remember?
2: Yeah. Do you remember, Shannon? Mm-hmm. The uh, message. The conduit is now open. There is still time. That message.
0: Oh yes, yes. That's the one that has the uh, the alien face, and then there's that uh, binary code following it right? Binary and that was the code. binary code was uh, translated into that. Yeah. yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think
2: that was a genuine message.
0: I, I think so too, but I'm a little, I don't understand how, I, I don't understand why they, why aliens would have put an alien face in the crops. I'm wondering if maybe some of the crop circles that we're seeing, like, you know, for example, the alien smoking a bong, might be messages done by humans to extraterrestrials you know that binary message could be a message that somebody on earth is saying to the aliens
1: if i may we know what you think we look like so that's why
2: (laughs) (laughs) and yes satellites is feasible that the satellite could actually manifest the crop circle um using similar procedure as the aliens i would imagine and what you can tell the genuine ones i believe because of the electromagnetic frequency that's left behind yes
0: yes a lot of authentic crop circles have uh strange uh electromagnetic readings um there's also uh it also has other effects like if you step into a crop circle and uh, a lot of serologists have reported something like this, it causes like mood swings, for example, or um, like a, I don't want to say telekinesis or like uh, anti-gravity, but things seem to not move quite like they should within a within an authentic crop yes. circle
2: within an authentic crop circle uh christopher gibbons changed changed the subject slightly he says some aliens have incredible sense of humor
0: <laughs> well they would have to to pay attention to us
2: yes uh, yeah we are amusing. Yeah. we are entertaining
0: yeah
2: so back to your script uh, how far have you got through it uh, Shannon?
0: uh well, I was just about to start talking about the uh, principal elements of sacred geometry, uh, oh, right. which uh, a lot of people will recognize a lot of these uh, elements are used in a lot of religious icon- iconography. I can never pronounce that correctly the first time. <laughs> iconography. Is it but, okay
1: if uh, we uh, take a quick break before you go into that?
0: Uh, sure, yeah, we can take a break before okay. that.
1: All right, just give us 30 seconds to hit the commercials.
0: Okay. If you enjoy our work and wish to contribute, the best support you can give is to hit that like button and share the show with your friends. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com c slash the lion's pride. Follow Cassidy at www.facebook.com slash when the lion speaks to receive daily updates and live notifications. We have a great many people to reach, but we are only as strong as the community allows. Now back to the show. no longer matters
2: all right we're back okay welcome back everybody my name is Bradley powers this is Shannon Lightwing my co-host and we are discussing crop circles in my new show Bradley powers reloaded Mm -hmm. and we are discussing crop circles and draconis black flame is presenting me with magnetic anomalies within the circle is his question is that what you meant Yes.
0: yes Magnetic anomalies, among others. There's also other energetic anomalies like uh, differences of uh, temperature. Also, uh, differences in ambient sound. Like sometimes sound uh, will be muffled or it will be amplified.
2: Uh, Jason Wayne Pritchard says the Hoaxes admitted that they don't do all of the circles and they claim oh, yeah. that strange things happen when they do make them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you for that question, Jason. So yeah, that, uh, that,
0: that actually makes a lot of sense to me. If, if we ever did manage to accurately depict or accurately uh, reproduce the process, or at least part of the process for creating an authentic crop circle, I wouldn't be surprised if there's strange things happening. You
2: know? And uh, the species that are, uh, manifest the crop circles, yeah, come from below, and I believe above as well.
0: Actually, we have had, um, just in the last few decades, we've had basically an explosion of uh, crop circle occurrences. I, I think that uh, we've got multiple species doing this. I think the initial yes. attempts were uh, received well, or at least not badly. And so others decided, okay, we're gonna try this too. We're gonna try to send notes to the humans as well. Yeah. You know? So I think that's, yeah. that's very, very likely.
2: Um, I reckon a, a majority of the graze myself. However, I also recognize that there's not just them. Right. And that's what you you were just saying. Right. Others are and, uh, having to go themselves. Exactly. And so it makes you wonder, here's a question, maybe 1%, is could some of those crop circles be spiritual?
0: Uh,
2: spiritual entities, perhaps?
0: I do think so. Um, but then again, I also regard uh, like other dimensional beings, for lack of a better term, to kind of be loosely classified as spiritual, like uh, fairies or ghosts or other creatures like that.
1: Yes. Um, oh,
0: thanks. So, <laughs> so sure. I think that uh, going back to an earlier point about how uh, the golden ratio and all these uh, and all of these uh, harmonic balances could be a basis for communication if you've got uh if you've got fairies in one corner uh draco's in another corner lyrans in another uh arcturians over here just all these none of these people are going to have anything in common not with each other but this is one thing that they can have in common this is one thing that like yes. if you show if you show if i show you a circle you know it's a circle it means you know yes. the same thing for you um so I think that's why
2: communication,
0: Which is symbolic. exactly. The I think, is
2: symbolic. It's uh, mm-hmm. there's no uh, beginning and no ends. That is a circle. Exactly. It also offers protection as well. Exactly. And uh yeah, a pentacle you could call the circle part of a uh, crop circle the pentacle because not all pentacles have uh, pentagrams in.
0: Actually, I I always thought that a pentagram was the star without the circle, and a pentacle was yes. the star contained in the circle.
2: Absolutely uh, correct.
0: But that I've not totally heard, correct. yeah, I've not heard of circles without five pointed stars being referred to as pentacles. Yes,
2: yes, that's right. Well, there, there is such a thing. Uh, the circle okay. can be called the pentacle on its own. Okay. So, Right. Uh, and it doesn't have to have a pentagram inside it either. A pentacle can have other, uh, uh, other symbolic uh, symmetry, sacred s- symmetry within it. Sacred okay. geometry—that's what I meant to say. Sacred oh, yeah. geometry, because sacred geometry is very special.
0: Oh yes, yes. Um, and in fact, the circle is the first uh, principal element of sacred geometry. Yes. The uh, the next one is called the uh, vesica piscis, which is where you take a uh, two circles of equal area and you overlap them so that the edge of the one will cross through the center point of the other and it creates an area in the center and that uh way back in ancient times they realized hey this looks like well it looks like a vagina and so that brought in the sacred feminine to that Yes. Um, the Bessica Pisces, when you add lines to it, will give you an equilateral triangle, the next uh, element of sacred geometry. After that, you get the pentagon, the pentagram, the hexagon. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there were some other forms of uh, the seven days of creation, which I think are seven circles that overlap to form a flower or a hexagram. Yes. Uh, the seed of life. Is seven days of creation overlapping to form a more complex pattern. The tree of life, the egg of life, the flower of life, the fruit of life and the Metatron's cube which to me looked like a 2D representation of a Merkaba.
2: Yes, that's right. I agree with you there. I thought that myself. I actually am impressed with everything you just said. That's a good memory. You You just reeled it off there like you just knew what you were (laughs) saying. You just reeled it off. Yes, Metatron and the Merkabar star are very similar, but not the same. But they are similar. They both properly perform the same functions.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And these forms were observed way back in ancient times, and even today, with microscopic and telescopic technology, we still find them at the atomic, cellular, and cosmic levels that the unaided person cannot perceive. So back in ancient times, they knew these shapes are sacred and they accorded them the respect they deserved because yes. nowadays we're still finding them. We're still finding them in areas that nobody back then could have possibly known about.
2: Well, people are forgetting uh, uh, sacred uh, geometry. People are, have forgotten or are forgetting how sacred it really is and what oh, yeah. it can actually do. It, uh, it performed in rituals, some of these crop circles, Probably could cause some manifestations of ripples in the cosmos.
0: Uh, I don't doubt that You know, especially uh, especially a CE 5 manifestation Yeah, but also the uh, the crop circles that have the the strange energy readings that see I think the unusual phenomena you described earlier like the bent stems and the uh, uh, the strange uh, the way sound is affected they're not they're not common and they're not constant you know you don't find that in every single crop circle even even the authentic ones so i think that's because they're being formed in different ways possibly by different technology or even by different species
2: Jim Andre would like to say maybe the alien bomb circle was left as an indication that they are watching us and know what some of our activities are that's a very good theory Jim I like that
0: actually I kind of think that was done by humans as an invitation hey come down and smoke a bowl with us
2: yeah yeah that's right yeah extraterrestrials would know what a bowl is
0: exactly and it is just that message. I mean, yeah, it's kind it's kind of funny at first, but when you think about it, it is come down, share this with us. You know, it's, it's a peaceful thing. It's a peaceful invitation. So whether they did it as a peaceful invitation to us, or we yeah. did it to peacefully invite them, yeah. you know,
2: Because they are spiritual, many species are spiritual, Mm -hmm. and it's spiritual beings that uh, are the people that actually uh, wish to connect with uh, extraterrestrials through telepathy, taking drugs, or even willing uh, a a spaceship to manifest, uh, you know, outside. uh, That's a spiritual. These are spiritual people. These truth seekers are actually spiritualists, really, whether they know it or not.
0: And Just there like are, are right, and there are different methods to communicate with uh, different species. I mean, one species that may be receptive to uh, pure telepathy is probably might be very very uh, headblind, as it were, to empathy or to verbal speech. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: another species. I have
2: telepathy, and yeah, you can hear someone's voice within you, within your mind, or outside even. Either. Exactly.
0: You know, a, another group of, uh, uh, I'm going to say beings instead of species, but another group of beings uh, may communicate with each other, w- with each other through pheromones, through scent. Another may do it through colors. Now, how do you get, how, how could you possibly get messages to all these different beings? How, how can you yes. possibly communicate That's- with any of them? With all of them,
2: that, I should when say. the flower of life comes into it, where you're exactly. communing, you are a collective consciousness of souls, and you are actually communing with each other subconsciously without mm-hmm. even realizing. I reckon. Right.
0: Exactly. So, but I think that's why you know when we were when we were talking about sacred geometry before, and when I was doing research into it, I, I'm sorry, I I am not a math person. I'm good at it, but I hate it. I really hate it. Um, my brother has, my brother graduated with a degree in math and I don't understand how you could possibly do that, but okay. But it really is an amazing concept. It's difficult for most people to really understand. Sure. I mean, pretty much everybody knows that two plus two equals four, but very few of us can understand why two plus two equals four. It's really easy to see how some mathematicians have actually been driven insane by studying math, you know? Um somebody once told me, and I'm looking at you, Cass. Somebody once told me oh. that math was sorcery. And while well, he was expressing frustration, he's actually not that far wrong. Math I specifically said devilry. <laughs> okay, fine, devilry. <laughs> math, yeah. Before. Math doesn't strike me as sorcery in and of itself, but I can see how a deeper understanding of math can make yeah. sorcery possible. Yeah. And I think it's and I think that's why math is being used as the underlying basis for all of these uh, for all of these messages, if they are messages, because like I said, if you've got these, if you've got this group that communicates in colors, this one communicates in sounds, that one communicates in, uh, I don't know, temperatures or whatever.
2: There is you know. a uh, yeah different frequencies. Right. There is a you can teleforce. You know, like you've got telepathy. There's also right. such a thing as teleforce. That's where images are shared into your mind, and you ah, you, you okay. get a feeling of energy from these uh, visions that you know what they mean. You just know without knowing what they're actually uh, tra- trans- transpiring. Now uh, if I can yeah.
0: say something. The reason why
1: these things yeah. are used mathematically is because no matter where you are in the universe or exactly. the multiverse, light bends the same way. It's got nothing exactly. to do with numbers. It has to do with the way light bends.
0: Well, numbers are how we humans express our understanding of that very concept. Yeah, well, when we you think you are little. <laughs> yes, we are wackadoodle, but at least uh, we have a common ground for communication.
2: <laughs> Leon McCoy says, "I do let too, get images in my mind. Yes, sometimes fault. Other spirits, spiritual entities, can actually send you uh, a fault, te- a thought, words or images, and sometimes you just know without knowing, or exactly. sometimes you get a feeling." You know,
0: Um, I think that when that happens and we're not we're not just receiving images, but we're also getting like a very, very compact, very dense bit of download as to the meaning of those images. That's why there seems to be a lot
2: of extra information in there. In in a sense, it's like uh, spiritual entities or or even extraterrestrials as well. uh, They're like they're channeling you. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, you'll be channeled. Uh, and you may right. even be candling them without realising.
0: Okay. Okay, so... Uh, oh,
2: back to crop circles, isn't it? <laughs> we, we are talking about crop yeah. circles. No, well, we're talking, we, we're doing, good. We're
0: doing yeah, good. Yeah, we are. So, uh, but one thing about crop circles that most researchers and sceptics agree upon is that they're very, very difficult to make without having a high point of view to see the pattern being formed. You know, and even hard sceptics have to admit that most crop circle formations have a visual harmony that is pleasing to the human eye with balanced proportions, rhythmic shapes, and outlying elements forming part of an unseen or greater whole. What humans see as beautiful or perfect is not just because of what colors are involved or what materials used, but it's also the harmonic proportions contained within the design no matter what different beliefs, backgrounds, or understandings are involved, that kind of appreciation can be shared by everyone.
2: So Susan Rule says, wonder what species was making the crop circles. I would favor uh, the greys myself.
0: Actually, I think that the... If, or if,
2: or yeah. the Ananarchy, even. Mm-hmm. Even the anarchy I reckon, could play, have their fingers in the pie here.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think that I think there's a very strong case for the crop circles being a kind of a basis, uh, a basic communication. Like, like if you've got two people who don't speak each other's language at all, their initial communication is going to be very crude. They're going to be very elemental. And once they have those, once they, once its understanding is achieved, there, then more complicated uh concepts and commentary will follow i think that's what we're seeing with the additional crops or with the all the uh the extra crop circles with how complex they're growing i think other species other beings are getting in on this are saying okay we've seen that this method of communication has an impact we're going to try it too i don't think it's any one group that's doing them i think
1: anyone who's trying
0: to communicate they're putting their stamp on on the uh, yeah, like a Rosetta Stone. You know, yes. you have to start somewhere.
2: That's right. So, uh, the government are in on this. The uh, with their satellites, they it could po- some crop circles could possibly be created with drones or or mm-hmm. that's to come. However, satellites, uh, hoaxes, and extraterrestrials. I favour the rays, Possibly the Anunnaki might have a little bit in there as well, and uh, but there are other species I reckon involved.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, the
2: graves, one made by the graves, though I actually reckon are, are very significant because they do balance uh, the rotation of the planet on its right. spin, and also, uh, yeah, they are, uh, yeah, they they could be tolls as well, possibly.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, I th- I think that definitely it could also be uh, communication not between humans and extraterrestrials, but it might be between, say fairies and extraterrestrials, or it could even be, it could even be done, uh, by time travelers. Um, the the thing about sacred geometry, um, using that as a basis, it's, it's, it's a really great way, um, for two minds that have absolutely nothing in common to start to basically see eye to eye on something. I mean, Uh, language based on letters and words, it varies greatly from one region to another, sometimes from one person to the next. But language based on mathematical values or as we understand mathematical values of uh, relations between concepts or objects it 's easier for wildly disparate minds to comprehend that because subjective relational concepts like culture, morality, and prejudice just don 't apply i mean if If these yep. two circles overlapping area in the middle you know there yeah. that, is a, constant, yeah, that is a constant yeah that is a constant that anyone any species throughout the galaxy can understand you take these two circles I, of equal
2: yeah.
0: area overlap them you're going to get an yeah. area like that everyone yes. understands that
2: i'm going to interrupt and ask Cassidy if you got to go somewhere or can we squeeze another 15 minutes
1: we can do another 15 minutes that's cool
2: okay yeah that's okay. great because, like, uh, I miss I miss about a quarter of an hour of it. Oh, sorry. It's not. It's no. you know. You know. I know I'm babbling. <laughs> and everybody talking of this, change the subject. <laughs> I am now admin of two more groups: the Alien Star Group and the Knowledge Group. Yeah. And, and I have an extra one hundred thousand members to manage. So now oh, wow. I manage. Four hundred and fifty thousand members. That's nearly half a million members that I am admin to. How astonishing is that? And I handle that it quite is- well. And I have a good following, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of the members are respectful, intelligent, and thank you for being members of the group. And and uh, now I'm in the Alien Star Group and the <laughs> Knowledge Group. And like I say, so, like, get in touch with me if you want to join these groups. I'll send you the links. No problem at all. Okay. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I guess. Uh, yep. Just, just one last thing I wanted to say on the crop circles. Um, if the whole idea that crop circles are uh, are messages, if that's more than just conjecture, then they're definitely messages. That they're they're waiting to be decoded and understood. But it has to also be stressed, there are many ways of calculating numbers to arrive at different conclusions. In this regard, math is, well, it's subject to being subjective, just like any form of communication. And it's also important that just because there's a message there doesn't mean it's intended for just anyone. Perhaps the people that successfully decode crop circles are effectively intercepting a message that's meant for someone or something else
2: yes that's right and they know the 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 creators of the cock circles know who's looking at their work what you're thinking i believe they know all this sort of stuff they are tuned into you they can tune into you without you knowing just like the archons can you know
0: yeah i think you're right
2: yeah uh christine hardy says i could listen to shannon forever Oh, so right. yeah, see, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Shannon. It really is. We are. I think we're making it 75-minute shows from now on. That gives us a little bit more time because you're only on it once a week, Shannon, and it's good for you. And you know, we can discuss whatever subjects you wish to. To be honest, I my speciality is extraterrestrials, conspiracy theories, paranormal phenomena, spiritualism. Uh, they're my specialities, to be honest with you. Whereas Cassidy is like intergalactic, you know, <laughs> intergalactic Federation,
0: and Federation. and nerd stuff.
2: <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: my my forte tend to be a paranormal phenomenon, uh, spiritualism. Uh, uh, aliens aren't. Usually in my wheelhouse, but I, I talk to Cass a lot about, you know, the other species and yeah. what they might be intending and, you
2: know, uh, actually uh, how they affect uh, so us. I had a uh, a druid, uh, a day removed an archon that was attached to me about a month ago.
0: Ah. You do look like you're feeling better.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a druid removed, uh, like a priest, removed an archon that was attached to me. It's amazing, and you just don't know. Yet they drain, yet they feed off your lush. You know?
0: Now, is, was that guy, is he a, a neo-Druid? Because I thought the, the ancient druidic oral tradition died out because, you know, there wasn't anyone left to carry it on.
2: No, the druids are still at Stonehenge as well. Yeah, they went underground, the druids did. They went underground. You know, and don't forget Druids could be teachers, doctors, judges, magistrates. Bards. They could be anything. Policemen. Exactly. Priests. Druids can be anything. Wise and, men. Exactly.
0: Know. And teachers. bards especially because that's that's an oral history. So your bards yep. are the ones who are your historians and war keepers.
2: I see myself as a new age, a new age Druid. It's actually, the name for me, what I actually am, is uh, to put it on a nutshell, is a techno druid. I'm a techno ah. druid. A techno druid is a druid that can listen to house music and drum and bass really loud whilst meditating and achieving results sometimes. I can actually uh, meditate whilst listening to really loud music. You know, I mean, it's not a problem. For now, I've I
0: always thought that. Druids were sensitive to the flows of energy within natural objects. But as a techno druid, are you sensitive to the flows of energy in technology like your computer or yes,
2: the TV? I, I, yes, I recognize it. I recognize the, uh, the avenues offering being offered by uh, technology. And I'm, I'm blessed to be born into this age, to be honest with you. Uh, the Internet is the most amazing invention ever.
0: Ah, uh, yes, it, it is very amazing. It's
2: probably,
0: so probably about as close to uh, telepathy as I think humanity has yes, ever been able to achieve. Yes, very much
2: so. Yes, uh, I mean, look at me and you. We're talking, exactly. that's technology. We're reading each other's thoughts and mm-hmm. absorbing each other's energy. That's all good, you know? And like, exactly. we work as a good team. We work in harmony with each other, mm-hmm. and that's good. Yes,
0: but like like all great technology it is subject to being mishandled and misused in some of the worst ways imaginable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susan Rule says, congratulations, Bradley. Uh, Thank you, Susan Rule. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Congratulations. I've got an extra hundred thousand members. (laughs) Uh, And Susan Rule says, love all the information you are giving us, Sharon. Shannon.
0: Thank you.
2: Shannon, I forgot your name for a minute. <laughs> Shannon. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Uh Kristen Messman says Arch- Archon Mindworms suck. I go on YouTube and go on kill Archon Mind Worm frequency to kill them when infected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: Cass good.
2: Kristen Messman says geometry like the golden spiral is finite and it is such a beautiful thing (laughs)
0: uh yes but the golden spiral isn't exactly uh it's not really finite if you continue to extrapolate it using the uh the golden ratio that spiral can extend out into literally infinity
1: um if i can cut in here there's a a Uh, mathematician by the name of benoit mandelbrot that actually proved that uh that actually does you know, bear it oh. mathematically uh That's it's called a fractal set if you ever wanted to look it up
0: okay yes uh cassie pointed out that there's a math oh they did okay sorry
2: uh pedro retimal Contreras says i believe all stones have magic i'd go along with that all stones have energy yes and do, do they have consciousness like plants
0: uh that is, that's an interesting question. Um, the, uh, the short answer is no, or at least not in the same oh. way. Uh, oh. stones, like any other material, they can absorb energy. And sometimes that energy can have a, a, a consciousness or a memory, if you will. Um, this is something that, uh, people who are good with psychometry pick up on. They can touch an object and they yeah. feel and read the energy in that object. That's something cast does all the time. Drive me crazy. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. sometimes oh,
2: do that.
0: And, and in some cases, uh, stones they do have uh, they do have in memory. memory of sorts, memory. but it's not quite the same as we understand memory. I mean, uh, stones stones are way older then we can even fathom we can, we know, okay, well, this was formed, you know, four or 5 billion years ago. That's just, that's just a number. That's just a word to us. All right. The amount, the actual passage of time and the amount of energy and forces that are in conflict during that time and all of those impressions that are imprinted on the stone, we, we can't think about, we can't, we literally cannot conceive of it. So the memory of a stone, is vastly different than the memory of any living being,
2: or yes. you know, or even a tree, or even really long-lived trees have yes. memories. Exactly. Uh, a tree could read. If there was a murder nearby, the tree could pick that up, and the psychic could read uh, uh, from the tree uh, the event that happened earlier, because yes. trees store energy and they are, have,
1: uh, yeah, consciousness. Now exactly. imagine being able to apply that psychic ability to energy flows.
0: Right, and of course, uh, when when humans are involved, there is a uh, the a human a human's latent psychic ability will also enhance the uh, the energy burst that gets imprinted. Like if, uh, as Bradley mentioned, if a murder takes place, if that person had any measure of psychic ability whatsoever then it's going to leave a very, very clear, uh, intense, uh, energetic impression in that tree. Somebody like Cass goes and touches a tree. He's going to get a very strong picture of what happened.
2: Is he a tree (laughs) hugger? Oh,
1: you know it, baby. I make (laughs) sweet, sweet love to the tree. Where do you think sap comes from?
0: And we just lost our Disney sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay should I just leave my microphone on from this point on
0: uh I think it would be a good idea okay um another thing about uh you know energy leaving impressions in objects and trees and whatever um it's not just the uh a minor energy burst like uh you know instead of a murder somebody had their first kiss under that tree that's going to be recorded as well but subsequent um subsequent energies uh like the passage of storms um kids playing under that tree that's going to overlay that uh that first kiss impression and it will muddle it so something that uh psychometers have a really hard time doing is separating the impressions that they've gotten from the myriad of energies that are stored in objects
2: that's that's right that's what it's called psychometry We are talking here, psychometry, when, uh, yeah, you could read information from an item, you know, a paradigm, uh, you know, like you wear around your neck, you wear it all the time, something around your neck, that becomes a paradigm. And that stores information, your memory, your energy, information, the psych actually is stored onto that item, which is called a paradigm. And a psychic could pick it up and just know all about you.
0: Like the exactly. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. a good thing we have morals against that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> and uh, this, uh, this lasting uh, impression, this, uh, this energy that is uh, formed, and again, I'm going to use the word impression again. This impression that's formed over time, or for uh, you know, for a strong energy first. This creates a link between the object and the event. These energetic links that are formed between objects, between people, between uh, events or circumstances, this is part of what forms a basis for the uh, idea of sympathetic magic. It's how you can take like a little voodoo doll that looks kind of like your boss and poke pins into him and he comes into work the next day and his back is just killing
2: him, you know, So. I must say, Shannon, that uh, I like the way you use, uh, you take advantage of the English language. Uh, you you use a wide <laughs> variety of words, and you uh, pay attention to detail, and you're very descriptive. And you actually, when you're speaking, you're presenting an image for one to imagine, and that,
1: our imagination is where it all begins.
0: Oh, thank yeah. you. I do like to use metaphors a lot. <laughs>
1: She is an yes. incredibly accomplished writer. I have to brag on her for just a second. Yeah, she's written Being several a novels. She was an editor for the newspaper in her old town. You wow. Know, she's, she's also a Shakespearean actress. It, you know, I realize it didn't show from reading that 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 script just <laughs> now. But you know, it's okay. Yeah. It, okay. she's very very so accomplished. An actress.
2: an actress. Yes. Wow. A long time ago. Wow. You
1: still got it, babe. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's been mm. a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm enjoying it very much, actually, I must confess. We we'll have
1: to do it more often. Yeah, once a week, really, we should strive for. Okay. Sarah says uh, you're very yeah. articulate, and she loves hearing you talk. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Guys, I've been trying to get her on the show like this for three years. It wasn't until Bradley said, you know, I don't know what you said to her, but it was it, whatever it was. I thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Bradley. I whispered in well, oh, don't tell me. Whatever it was, it was for her ears alone. Uh, you know.
2: I used uh, magic dust, otherwise known as fairy dust.
1: <laughs> well, that explains why she was dancing like David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> that's funny.
0: Actually.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, don't even start! I've been holding back song cues the whole like. Do you have any? Idea I don't understand why. Do you have any idea how hard it was not to start singing "The Circle of Life" earlier? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm trying to be a good host or not host, producer.
0: Oh yeah. no.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank okay, you for thank your you. questions. It's been a pleasure having you near us. We value your support. We enjoy sharing words of wisdom if we can. And it's a pleasure to have you near us. And I'd like to reintroduce Shannon Lightwing, my guest, and the other half of Cassidy Lightwing. The better thank you, everyone. Better
0: the Lightwing. Meow, meow. Okay. Yeah, this was fun. Love to see you. Can't wait till next week.
2: Yes. Christine yeah, we Harden says we thank you. So, um,
0: yeah,
2: just did kind you, of you have uh, a... Yeah. Take care, guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you, Tony. Uh,
0: did you have a, a, an idea of what you wanted to talk about next show?
2: No, I didn't actually. To be honest, mm-hmm. with you. I'm trying okay. to uh, get get you into being a moderator, but like that, you know, that come. You know, if, if you wish it to be so, then it will be so. Well, so if, like, anybody, you know.
1: if anybody has ideas for for a topic or a show, we always we're we're happy to take requests, right, brother? Oh yeah
2: yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. i'm always uh, open-minded and like mm-hmm. I, i'm tuned in so yeah what people say yeah uh, cameron brower has changed his name to cameron logan uh cameron okay. would like to be on our show oh I how about that? that
1: dude cameron sounds awesome. great
2: I, I he interviewed me, and he interviewed you, didn't he, Cass?
1: Yeah, I've been on hmm? his show a couple of times. Uh, more than that, though, Cameron and uh, my Alien Life podcast, the number one alien podcast in the yeah. blogo podo thing, whatever you call it. He's great.
2: My Alien Life podcast, yeah. number one. Right. I, listen to me, everybody. Alien Life podcast. Yep, That's and he, worth he's worth checking out.
1: He was one of the guys that was uh, helping us learn how to, and helping me learn how to use this technology. So I mean, big shout out to Cameron.
2: And like Daryl Ronelli is here okay? be along soon. And uh, what day is it today? It's 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 a Tuesday, isn't it? Was it on Monday? Oh God, I'm showing myself up here. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Is uh, Barry John Bauer will be with us on Wednesday. Cool. cool and on right. wednesday we shall announce our new subject for bradley powers reloaded the new subject
1: for next week that's a good idea that way it'll give people a chance to you know think up questions
2: but thank you for your like uh talk on crop circle shannon very interesting i know you didn't get to share it all but that's the way it goes that's show okay. business for you isn't it yeah i
0: know i know and like, <laughs> thank you for having me it,
2: you probably experienced that when you was editing anyway, like yeah, oh, yeah. all your work. Yeah. Can you imagine having to – you've got to take some of the work away that you've created. and It's very difficult, isn't it, yeah. especially when you think it's all good, you know?
0: Well, a lot of uh, – pretty much everything I've ever written, I also go back uh, several times, uh, rereading it, proofreading it, editing it, you and there no are – <laughs> Uh, but yeah there's there's a great there's a great amount that i've edited out of yeah. stuff that i've written
2: yeah uh christopher gibbons says great show tonight thank daisy Livingston says yay good show and sarah Faxon says yes she is great
1: thank you yeah. guys she's probably going to have thank the courage to come on morning coffee now thank you yeah. Zach. thank you all so much she deserves that light
0: Hey, that doesn't mean you can stop bribing me to get on the show. Oh no, 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 absolutely! Shower you
1: with, with chocolates and kisses. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah. So okay, that- then you, yeah, you close the show now. You know, okay. I, I could carry on really, but like, yeah, we should shut. Seventy five minutes is fine. Yeah, you know, it's not too long. Okay.
1: All right. In that case. Yeah. That's all the time we have for now. You know. As you guys can see, there's so much to learn and so much to share. There's always going to be something around the corner, and there's always going to be a reason to hope. Keep watching this, guys, and keep that hope alive, folks. We love you, everyone. Be safe out there.